your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Welcome back to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast for this special episode that we're going to be doing today. I'm your host, Saul. And I'm Greg. Um, and we're going to be doing a um, another I would say uh, I would say project on Kickstarter, but as we're recording it, I think it's already wrapping up its final hours. The good thing is it's already it's already funded, um, but we still wanted to go ahead and <laughs> we still wanted to go ahead and talk about it. Uh, and joining us for today's episode is um, the best intern Greg's money can't buy, uh, David. How are you doing today? Hello, thanks for letting me be here. And and David, uh, so what kind of horrors does uh, Greg have you do? Oh man, where to start? Uh, do all the <laughs> Grunt work. It's lots of fun. Right now, I'm uh, finding out the 50 states in America, all the comic book shops. <laughs> is, is that that spreadsheet he was talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 working on lots of PR work. Ah, okay. Well, what is that? So that you can help him uh, get the, the next issue out to those shops? Yeah. Book two is coming out this summer, so we want to make sure we can reach all the, the comic book stores in America. Okay. So oh, and, and just so that everybody knows, we will be... Um, Turning the turning Greg from a go, uh, host uh, or co-host into an interviewee in the next couple of uh, weeks here, so that we can talk about his latest um, issue that's gonna be coming out, <laughs> Junior Braves of the Apocalypse. So, <laughs> okay, so um, so today we're gonna be looking, like I said, we're gonna be looking at a project that is already funded and already wrapping up its Kickstarter campaign, but we still wanted to take a look at it. Unfortunately, we were unable to get the creator to come on, on for an interview, but we were fortunate enough to get a review copy in our hand so we can talk about it. So we're gonna be talking about a project titled Pinpricks. It is written and drawn by creator J- Jason Pell and published by Bughouse Comics. Now, um, Pinpricks is not your standard graphic novel. Rather, it's a collection of short stories accompanied by an illustration for each story. At times, the story is a full page. At times, it's only a paragraph or two. So um, I want to revert to you guys. What do you guys uh, think of um, Pinpricks without going too much into detail? What do you think of the format? Uh, real quick, I just for, for total transparency for, for the folks listening, uh, I also have to throw out that uh, it was also edited by uh, John McLeod, who is part of the team for Blood and Gourd, which... Uh, up until up until look, looking at the Kickstarter and uh, Jens Lund from Blood and Gorge started throwing up stuff, uh, also a teammate of mine for for that project. I was like, oh man, why are we not why are we not pushing this? So super super stoked about being able to push this out in the final hours, um, because this is yeah format wise, what is this? This is like that that that's that book you didn't know you wanted because it gives you all those bumps and hair raising tingles. How about you, David? Uh, with Pinbricks, it was like a Shell Silverstein meets Twilight Zone. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's it's like even though the stories were were short, some were a lot shorter than the others. But just because they're short doesn't mean that they're not great or they don't hit you. Um, they don't hit you know they get you give you that chills. I don't know why you you can relate to so many of these stories even even though you didn't live through them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean they're like snapshots of people's lives. Um, very concise and direct. That, so, that's a good way to put it. Like totally in that Snapchat format or in that that quick hit. Like you you flip through and you're like you see the image and then all of a sudden it's like boom text 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 and you're like I want more. Where's more? But that's all you get and you're like oh. 
yeah and actually it took me a little bit longer to get through the the whole book than i thought because uh, you know i started like it's a bunch of little paragraphs but then when i got to the end i'm like dang it i i, I really really want more of these pages yeah you start to wonder whether they're all interconnected or this is just big one big thing story and uh, so we actually see that they're not technically connected as far as we know, but, you know, they have the, that same, well, I would say the same feeling to them, even though some of them may, may be like uh, sci-fi, some more, a little bit more horror. Um, some of them are just a little bit dark. <laughs> oh, definitely. And that's, that, that was what got my hair on my, on my edge. <laughs> it's just like standing up. I was reading it. I was reading it. At, like, uh, I mean, I was reading it today. That's yeah. Uh, on lunch, on lunch and uh, a few breaks. So that, you know, you take breaks throughout the day. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, let's say w- any stories there that caught your, your attention that you guys want to just talk about, not without giving away too much detail, you know, but just, um, one or two stories. Oh, there are down to one or two. <laughs> oh. Uh, or a couple, a couple. I might, I might have to like take down a couple of them if, if, if we do too much of them. But yeah, just um, what are some of your favorite, either illustrations or or stories that you enjoyed uh, in Pinpricks? Uh, one of my favorites was this one about a goldfish. And the goal, I mean, you know, you grow up having fish that die and come, but this goldfish was like half. You could see a skeleton, and he talked about remembering being gold and. Uh, it was it was dark, but also like very reminiscent of like trying to keep your goldfish alive as a kid too. Uh, there was this one, the one I don't know if you remember, the one with the house next door yeah. that just keeps keeps growing. <laughs> it uh, reminded me of uh, Rose Red. Yes, yes, and uh, yeah, we we had a Stephen King talk uh, a few weeks back, and definitely when I when I saw that one, I was like, ooh, ooh, I know someone's gonna love this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> The uh, there's that teleportation machine one, and oh, uh, since I, yes. yeah, I love sci-fi stuff, so and that one hit the hit the horror feel sci-fi felt very Ray Bradbury in a sense, like ooh, it's like had that that feel to it where you know the the guy he he's looking at a at an like at himself essentially, and he's like who who's the real one, and it and it's crazy because I was just thinking about like this uh. Um, this Twilight Zone episode, so it, it it just all wrapped around in my head, like, oh man, there was a, a Twilight Zone episode where there was a um, a guy that had a situation like that, and it just it it was exactly what I wanted from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess you can say, um, you know, well, you know what, I wasn't saying it's re- re- um, reminiscent of uh, Twilight Zone, but I think it's more like a, a night gallery because uh, oh. it's accompanied by the pictures. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, let's let's say we let's try to figure out another at least another story or two that we kind of enjoyed. Um, how about you, David? Uh, I, there was also one later in the book about this crash dummy who was uh, he was like taking control back from just being. He wanted people to experience what it was like to to be the one crashing all the time. And this woman's like in the back seat, like fearing her life, and the dummy obviously facing. Uh, expressionless is driving around. It reminded me of like a far side Gary Larson, but with a dark twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually I saw that one. I'm like, Ooh, well, cause you know, the way it is um, given to you, in, cause we got received it in a PDF version. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you saw the, the, the picture first mm-hmm. um, and then you saw the story. And then sometimes you saw the story and then you guys to see the picture. 
again, there's so many, like I, I'm, I'm scrolling back through again. Cause I took notes. I like some of these, like, I, I just had to say like the, there's like some images that are just like totally just breathtaking. Like the, uh, the dandelion image, yeah. uh, where it's like mm. the negative space and, 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 you know, it's like a, just a short little, a little bit. Um, and it was just like that. I think we've all felt that way. And just reading the text that's below that image, it's just like, man, that that hits. If I could, yeah, I mean, <laughs> damn, there's so many. And the thing is that, like, the, the, some of the expressions of those people just, for at least for me, it looks, creeps me out. Um, it kind of, and it's not because I'm scared of them or anything. That kind of just makes me feel like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And just, like, seeing these images kind of just creeps me out. Yeah. And they make you uneasy for sure. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess that's the best the best way to say it is is it makes you feel uneasy because, like I said, it's not that I'm scared of them. It's just it makes me feel like a throwback to when I was a kid. Like, um, I guess I don't. You guys remember uh, what is it? Scary tales or scary stories to tell in the dark? Yes. Uh, Now those were a lot more messed up, but these are these are um, these are very uneasy. Very very unsettling. I think the one that's most unsettling though, if if I could just drop one more, uh, was the the child telephone one. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Uh, yes, creeper real. And you see, and it's it's like uh, that was not even scary. Yeah. And when you read the story, it kind of like oh crap. Yeah. No, but you just think about it, you're like ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of my favorite ones, and I I was I was gonna bring it up. Oh, so sorry, now, dude, I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to go find another one. Oh, uh, the one I enjoyed was the the school bus one, the, talking about the kid who uh, standing in front of a of a weird school bus that he doesn't know of, and also talking about it, one of his friends that w- used to stand next to him for the school bus. Yeah, uh, very um, I don't know uh. And I, I'm gonna keep saying it reminds me of something else because uh, I've seen a lot of uh, like a lot of anthology stuff. But, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the um, the reboot of Twilight Zone in 2002. I only saw like parts of it, not the full series. Oh well, there there was one one episode where this lady uh, kept seeing a bus come up, pull up to her front of her house, and telling her to get in, telling her to get in. And it's at, at the very end that, that you know that Twilight Zone twist hits you and as like whoa and um these stories don't always give you an ending they kind of just leave you kind of you know up there like well what, what happened like you know which i guess is is, a, is a, a, a tell of a good story right if if you're wanting to know more or if it feels you leaving uneasy and maybe that's why you, you you're unsettled at the very end is because you don't know what the fate of their characters are some of these yeah that i think definitely that's I, you read it and you you're like oh what happened to them what's gonna happen to them is there more and it's and there's that just that hint of creepy and your brain just starts to play it all out and i think that's the the best and the worst of of stuff that's like so quick and these the images are so so for being so such such a tight page it's so detailed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know um i was actually reading about how this book came about and it says that he recalled the books from his youth like and i guess that's what we've we've been talking about that it really kind of throws us back to to our um to our youth and the books that we read as a youth to, that scared us but he also helped help from his daughter 
um, to, wow. to write these. So I, I, and I can see that. I can see that because uh, some of these things that I'm really, um, that I would be scared of when I was a kid kind of come up here too. And reminds me the, of the story I wanted to talk about uh, as well is the one that talks about the monsters under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't say what, how the, how that one ends, but I just, when you see that one, you should really, really, uh, I think you'll, you understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's kind of hard to talk about, um, about the, uh, you know, the book without really going too much in detail. Cause I don't want to give away, especially since it's, it's barely going to be, um, finishing up its campaign and it's still going to be a little bit until it comes out. So I don't want to ruin too many stories for evil either. For sure. No, but I think like when, when people, when people get this, it's not going to be something they're going to just read once and forget about it. They're going to, they're going to probably curl up on a on a dark stormy night when the lights are low yeah i mean there's so many vignettes within this that uh i mean even looking back at it now trying to pick favorite stories there's like stuff hidden in the shadows and coming out of the shadows like apart from the words themselves so as as we record there's just 22 hours left on the on the kickstarter and it raised already nine thousand nine hundred ninety two almost ten thousand dollars uh of the 4,450 that it was planning to get. So by the time you guys actually see this or hear this, the Kickstarter campaign is going to be over. Um, and, or not, if, if it's still going on, it's going to be uh, wrapping up pretty soon. So uh, it is a hardcover book, 128 pages. And um, it's going to, if you were able to back it before it finishes, you're going to get a couple of extras here and there. Anything you guys want to just throw in there before we, we move on to the, to the next uh, project we want to talk about? Um, I can't think of anything else except for just go check it out because it's, it's worth the, it's worth the, worth a look. And definitely if you, if you're into scary stuff and into, into that, that nostalgia, buy back your childhood. Yeah. And, uh, if if you don't get to back it on pin, on on pinpricks Kickstarter, <laughs> um, I will make sure to reach out to to Jason Pell and ask him where where else we can actually order these once they're made available to to everybody. Yeah, this is a great. I mean, this is phenomenal. Wonderful scary stories to be had. So we do have another project we wanted to to look at today, um, making this a two for one. We will be looking at Lily the Diminess, uh, written by Luis Torres, and it's currently on its Kickstarter campaign. And so who is Lily? Lily is a, one of the fallen angels cast out of heaven, along with Lucifer after losing the great war with uh, with the divine, with, with God. She abandons her duties as a warrior of hell and her place at Lucifer's side to battle demons on earth and sending them back to hell along with the inhuman souls that are destined for hell. Her hopes is that she can earn her way back into heaven, but it, in her quest, she's having a hard time understanding what it makes, what it takes to to be divine. Um, so, do you guys? Now, this one is a little bit different because we didn't actually get an advanced copy. We we received um, only what was done, which was a script. So that was a little bit different from what I'm used to um, to reading. But what did you guys thoughts on on Lily? Uh, thoughts on it. Uh... Like you said, it was it was different than most uh, most other most other things that we get from other people. Uh, getting the script uh, was interesting though because you get the behind the scenes with this, at least from our perspective, and uh, being a creator too, it's it's kind of nice to uh, see uh, the 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 detail that that the creator put into into their project uh, and the direction that they were throwing and uh, as they were as they were putting the panels and other stuff together. So it was interesting. 
uh, see how that how that laid out in the images that we were provided. Yeah, definitely to that note, it's always a treat to be able to kind of see how other people, you know, put the effort into their books and then the way they lay out their scripts and how that, you know, we'll then see that in the finished product when this campaign wraps up. Yeah, and um, we actually, uh, I don't know if um, if anyone else has, has seen the, what how would you say, I guess, prequel or... Mm, I, I don't know how to uh, – what would you call it, Greg? Uh, it's not really a prequel because uh, I guess this particular comic would be the prequel for what it, when it first came out. The first chapter of Lily was uh, – was it like a short – popped up in other anthologies, right? Yeah, yeah. So so what happened is that Lily, uh, the demoness, uh, started out as a, as a character in the, or as a chapter in the horror anthology Whispers in Necropolip, Necropolis. I'm not even saying that, right? <laughs> back, back in 2016, which um, I did get a chance to read as well. And Lily was originally planned just for a few stories in that. However, uh, Luis was telling me or uh, he responded to me saying that he had received enough positive feedback from not only from indie creators, but also other reviewers that he decided to give her her own series, which is what we're, we're, we're able to look at today. And um, he, he did also... Uh, on his, the Kickstarter tells us that he went from an anime kind of look that he did in, in the anthology to mm-hmm. a more modern, I guess, um, or not, I don't know if it's really considered modern, but a little bit darker, edgier uh, look for, for the, the series. Yeah, it's got a definitely a, a definite distinctive look to it that's not, you want to say, um, has that art style of like... It's along the lines of anything you'd pick up in your if you were to go through your comic books and you're like, oh, hey, what's your Marvels and your DCs? You know, that kind of art style. I was going to say something like um, if you were to picture like Xena on. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Or. Um, Vampirella kind of a hint there. Oh, yeah. Vampir- yeah, Vampirella. Yeah. yeah, that's nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I, I enjoy the, the story. I don't want to give away too much thing, but it is, like I said, begin at the beginning, it is following a, a fallen angel who decides to, I guess, try to get back in the good graces um, and, and learn her way back to heaven. Uh, we do, we, we get to see, because uh, we, on the cover of um, the Kickstarter, we get to see some weapons that Lily um, has, and we get to see where she gets those from, which is very, I guess, unique. Um, she finds them in, um, in a church. I'm not gonna say how she finds them in the, the church, but she finds them in a church, which I've never seen that happen. I guess other than I guess priests getting weapons there. Yeah, it was it was cool too to see like when we we're reading through the script and to see the description on on the panel on the breakdown and stuff like that, and then also to see the uh, the writers. Um, uh, direction as to how they wanted it shown in the panels, and then some of their like, oh, the church needs to look like this. Boom! Here's an image, and here's what here's what they were going for. So that was kind of um, nice to see in that aspect. And then when you see it played out in the panel, you're like, oh, totally nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's definitely um, a kick and butt character here. Um, and if you're looking for action, she is definitely not holding back. Um, she finds weapons, but she's using her fists as well. Yeah, and then the thing is that she's not only I'm not, and I won't. Once again, I'm trying not to get into too much details because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But she fights other, I guess, angelic entities that would um, you would think based on everything you might have heard of growing up. Or in the air, I don't know if if you're anyone who's listening and grew up in, in religious kind of 
household, but you would think that um, and any type of angelic entity had a, had any over any power over you know power over any type of demon. So you kind of have to. She kind of has to find her way to strike back, and, and she finds her way. The whole thing about coming back and you know trying to redeem yourself. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Uh, any type of redemption story is always pretty cool. Like you, just to see the the um, how all that plays out and how the how the character grows as a uh, as a as a character is going to be pretty cool. So you know as you're starting to, um, I hadn't read the previous the previous story that you had referenced earlier. So I know that that was um, I guess in the future, and this is like you know her her um, like where she's going to come from, right? Am yes, I correct? Yes. Okay, so so um, I'm sure along the lines of everyone else who read that other story, they're probably jonesing for this because now they're now they're gonna see where all that where all that starts, but in the genesis of that. But it's 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 kind of neat to to see where where characters grow and uh, be interesting to see. I mean, we're only getting a snippet here, and I can only imagine that as uh, as it plays out, how the uh, the creator and the and the creative team that's putting this together is gonna uh, make this make this flow out and happen so i um like i said i had reached out to to luis and, and asked him a couple of questions which I'm, i'll go ahead and leave in the notes here as uh, what he replied to me i'm not going to go through all of them uh, but i did ask ask how um not only did lily come about but where how the anthology that he previously had written he actually has two two issues of uh, whispers and but you know I, so i did ask you know how did all that come around and he, he was telling me uh that it stems from the love of horror anthology such as tales in the crypt and, and all that things like that and when i did read those two issues i it did really did feel like a throwback to something like tales in the crypt or, or maybe even something as fun like, like like goosebumps but not because it's um the exact same thing it's just it kind of felt it felt very um episodic and they kind of they kind of uh weave into each other without being in the it's in the same city and it's in the same um in the same world but they don't really have anything to do with each other does that, if that makes sense all right guys so you guys have want anything else you guys want to talk about here with lily I mean, I loved how in the pitch we had with the script, you know, you hear she's banished and trying to redeem herself. So it'll be really interesting to see when this comes to fruition, uh, how she grows from this and uh, kind of whether she gets back accepted or, or not uh, will be interesting. Yeah, I was going to say that because well, it is a redemption arc that we're going to be seeing. But it doesn't mean that in the end she can do all this good and all that she wants to trying to redeem herself with. But at the very end, it may be for for not for, you know, for nothing. Um, <laughs> whether she decides to um, whether she decides if, if let's say she doesn't make it to, you know, back. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if she, she feels like it was all for nothing that she did all that stuff. So I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. Oh, that the yeah, SE. I mean, they throw another layer onto it. Now we're interested more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I, I, I'll go ahead and um, leave the description of for the Kickstarter of for Lily as well in the in the um, links. Um, we don't like I said. These this episode is going to be shorter. It's going to have two episodes in one, um, but really because. Um, we don't want to spoil anything for you guys, and unfortunately, since we were unable to get them on on the on the episode, um, we don't we're not always comfortable 
seeing how much information they would want us to get out there before it actually comes out. Any anything else you guys want to um, bring up? Uh, maybe not even necessarily about the projects. Anything um, horror related that you guys are looking forward to, or anything you um, just want to talk about real quick? Oh, horror related. We did we did have a um, news about Halloween. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, supposedly mixed reviews for the screening. However, John Carpenter came out and said that they had not done any screening. So kind of um, uh, contra- contradicting stories of, of whether it happened or not. One of them being Carpenter and one of them being one of the Bloomhouse um, mm. producers. So I'm not sure exactly what to expect. However, it's, um, as long as they do a, a great story, I'm not really sure if I'm going to pay attention to what the audience says. As long as I like it, I like it. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um. I've not been able to get see um, what's it called uh, that what is that movie called uh, that new one? Oh oh that we talked about last last week. Yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. The silence one. What is it called? Oh oh oh. Uh, Quiet place. A silence place. Quiet yeah. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet place. yeah. I saw that uh, two weeks ago. It was phenomenal. I keep hearing that, and I didn't know that. Um, I think what was it was it Greg or who was it that that told me that it was uh, John. Krakinski. Krankin, uh, uh, he he directed it. I didn't know that that was his. Uh... Oh no, I didn't say that. No, yeah. it might have been someone else then. <laughs> yeah, directed it and wrote it. Yeah, that blows wow. my mind because I I never I didn't even know he he direct things or I don't know if it was just his first time he ever tried to do anything with directing. I doubt it though, but it was his first uh, major directing role. Um, and what he was like drawn in some interviews he talked about what he was drawn to it was not necessarily the horror aspect, but um, when you see it without spoiling anything, it's really a story about like protecting your family and uh, like what lengths you would go to protect that family. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, it's a horror story. So there's monsters and you're on the edge of your seat. But uh, I mean, it's really about his love for his family and how he's going to protect them at any cost. Also, I want to I want to go see it. I've been wanting to go see it. But, you know, life um, gets in the way and uh, <laughs> life gets in the way. Yeah. And you end up getting. um having to watch all these horror movies all like a month later, two months later. Yeah. So. No, I'm in the same boat. I want to go see it too. And it's, it's on my, it's on my list of stuff. But then like I was saying last time we talked, like my, I got uh, the horror convention coming up next week. So I've been um, uh, filling all my time watching everything that, because uh, of all the, all the guests and stuff like that. I want to be, I want to be ready. I want to, you know, I got I got chopping mall to watch. I got I got uh, uh, none of the comet. I got, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and Tony's um, gonna be there. You know, I'm all I'm all jazz. Twelve year old me is like what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do want to go ahead and I really haven't um, put it out there other than on Twitter. Um, is that if if you're listening to this and you are a creator. Uh, and you would like for us to review your your um, whether it be comic book, novel, um, short story, uh, short film, or or feature film, whatever. Let us know. Um, if especially if you are crowdsourcing this, we would love to have you on. That way we can have you on during your campaign, get the the word out there, and uh, see if we can help you um, fund your your project. With that, um, I want to go ahead and thank David and Greg for coming on and talking about these two projects. Um, I wish we can have a little bit more to talk about, but like I said, I don't want to ruin anything. And I've said it like what eight times already that I don't want to ruin something. <laughs> but but really I just can't I can't I can't um 
stress that enough that I do, I, it's 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 important for for not only for for us not to ruin it, but to help to get you guys to go out there and and back the projects that that we are reviewing and that we're looking at, uh, whether it be the review or interview. Um, go out there, help them, help them out. Share the share the links to help them um, get the money that they need and even get to the stretch goals that they're needing. And uh, to help us, if you want to help us, we um, you can uh, rate it, um, rate our, our podcast on iTunes or on Podbean, um, and also leave a review and share it as well. And you guys will be helping us out. That's the best way to help us out and it's to get the get the podcast out to to others to for them to hear. All right, so I want to. Um, thank everyone for joining joining us today, and you have yours a great day, and um, we'll see you guys next time on the Nurse in the Crypt. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast.